Amen. Well, it's good to be in the Lord's house this morning, and uh, thankful for the opportunity to be here, and uh, boy, thankful for what we've already felt and heard this morning. Amen. If you wasn't here in Sunday school, God about turned the honey bucket over, and uh, boy, I like it like that. Amen. I like it like that. John chapter number four this morning. John chapter number four this morning, familiar passage of scripture. Uh, don't let the familiarity of it uh, just destroy anything that you uh, get from it today. But I want you to look with me in John chapter number four, and uh, we'll read 29 verses this morning. John chapter number four, and we'll begin reading in verse number one. You find your place in the Word of God. Say amen. 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 John chapter number four, <clears throat> verse number one. The Bible says, When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees has heard, had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, Though Jesus himself baptized not, but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there, and Jesus therefore being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. And there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. And Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldst have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water." The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? And Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I first not, neither come hither to draw. And Jesus saith unto her, Go, call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that saidst thou truly. The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. And Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither worship in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem. Worship the Father. You worship ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto Him, I know that Messiah is cometh, which is called Christ. When He has come, He will tell us all things. And Jesus saith unto her, I have it speak unto thee, am He. And upon this came His disciples, and marveled that He talked with a woman. Yet no man said, What seekest thou, or why talkest thou with her? The woman then left her water pot went her way into the city and saith to the men, Come, see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Thank you for standing with us. You can be seated while we read the word of the Lord. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity 
God, to be in your house this morning. Lord, we thank you, God, for how you've stirred in our hearts. Lord, thank you, God, that we've already felt, Lord, that well springing up, Lord, in our heart this morning. God, thank you, Lord, for what you've done. God, I pray, Lord, this morning, Lord, that you'd help us, God, to preach. Lord, you know our inadequacy. Lord, you know that we have nothing new to say. But, Father, I pray, Lord, that you'd take the old Scripture and make it new and make it fresh, Lord, to our hearts today through the Spirit of God. I pray, Lord, if there's one here, God, that's lost without you. And, Lord, I'm convinced there is. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd draw them unto yourself, Lord. God, draw them to the foot of Calvary. Lord, show them a bleeding, dying Savior, one who was buried in a borrowed tomb and got up victorious over death, hell, and the grave. Lord, show them their need of Jesus this morning. God, save them before it's everlasting too late. God, would you bless the meeting, Lord, here in the days ahead, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. John chapter number 4, as we've already said, is a uh, familiar passage of Scripture to us this morning. And I'll I'll not tarry an introduction long, but I want you to notice something uh, this morning with me in John chapter number 4, that there's a meeting uh, that takes place between the Lord Jesus Christ and this Samaritan woman. Number one, I want you to see this, that it is a purpose meeting. The Bible says this in John chapter number 4 and verse number 4. The Bible says, and he must needs... uh, go through Samaria. So Jesus had a purpose in what he was doing that day. And then I noticed this, that it's a peculiar meeting this morning. Look with me. It's a peculiar meeting because of her character. It's because it's because of it's peculiar because of who she is this morning. Uh, the Bible says that she was a woman. Now Jesus was recognized as a rabbi by the Jews and a rabbi, a Jewish male had no business talking to a woman alone, let alone a Samaritan woman so we find that this is peculiar because of her character but then we find it's peculiar because of her citizenship the Bible says that she is a Samaritan and the Bible said as we read here in John chapter number 4 that the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans you say preacher why is that when the Jews were taken away in captivity the Assyrians had a crowd come down and colonize this area and when the captivity was over they found an intermingling of people. They found uh, those people that were brought together, those half-breeds, if you will. They were half-Jew and half-Samaritans and they were Gentile people and this was a peculiar meeting. But not only was it a purpose meeting, it's a peculiar uh, meeting this morning, but then I noticed this, it's a planned meeting this morning. Look what the Bible says there again in verse number four. The Bible said, and he must needs go through Samaria. Now the emphasis here is placed on that word must. You say preacher, what are you talking about? Jesus, I want to say it like this, was a man with a plan this morning. Everything that the Lord Jesus Christ did, he had a plan for it. He was organized. It was his meat to do the will of the Father this morning and there was nothing that Jesus did just by happenstance. There was nothing that Jesus did just by circumstance this morning. But every Everything that Jesus did, he did it with a plan and a purpose. Let me show you what I'm talking about quickly this morning throughout the Gospels in Luke chapter number 2 and verse number 49 when Joseph and Mary lost Jesus and they left him at the temple, they went back and they found him talking to the doctors and the lawyers and they came back and they questioned him about it and he said this, he said, I must be about my father's business this morning in Luke chapter 
chapter number 4 and verse number 43, Jesus said, I must preach of the kingdom of God. In Luke chapter number 9 and verse number 22, the Bible says the Son of Man must suffer many things. In Luke chapter number 19 and verse number 5, Jesus told Zacchaeus, he said, I must abide at thy house. And in John chapter number 9, verse number 4, he said, I must work the works of him that sent me. So the meeting that Jesus had with this woman today, it was not just happenstance. It was not just a coincidence. For the very God of glory saw that woman coming down the road that day with the water pot in her hands. He saw her with the burden. He saw her messed up life. And thank God Jesus was there waiting at the well long before she ever got there. Can I tell you this this morning? The morning you got saved was not a coincidence. It was not happenstance. But God looked down the hallway of time and he saw this woman waiting at the well with her need. And he saw you where you were. He saw you in your sin. He saw you in your depravity. And he was waiting for you at the well that day. Amen. So Jesus was a man with a plan. Amen. And God has a plan. And I want to say this, this isn't the message this morning, but the most important thing you can do this morning is if you're saved, find out what the plan and the will of God is for your life and get to it this morning, amen? Those that wander about aimlessly in their Christian life and they have no plan and they have no direction, oftentimes it's because if we'll just fess up with ourselves, it's because we're lazy this morning and we have no plan and we don't put much stock in following a plan but thank God God has made his will available to you and I this morning and we can know the plan of God for our life. Amen. I want to look at Jesus' plan in this story this morning. I want you to look with me in the Bible where in verse number 6 the Bible says now Jacob's well was there. Jesus therefore being wearied with a journey sat thus on the well And it was about the sixth hour. Jesus has a plan and I want to say this that it was a well thought out plan amen kind of a play on words this morning Jesus is waiting at the well and as a matter of fact he has a well thought out plan this morning amen and that's what I want to preach on for just a little while this morning on a well thought out plan a well thought out plan amen number one I want you to see this about the plan it involves a well this morning it involves a well Jesus is plan involves a well and that well is prophetic this morning. That well is prophetic. Jesus departs in verse number one from Judea and he's headed towards Galilee but he stops by Samaria on the way. Amen. We've already said that the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans and Jesus is not going to bypass Samaria for that woman is waiting for him there. He's got her on his mind and what Jesus does is he leaves Judea because of the Pharisees and because of the scribes and because the Jewish animosity toward the Messiah this morning. Well you know as well as I do that the Bible teaches this that if you reject him he'll reject you. So what he does he dusts himself off he sets his face towards Galilee but he stops by Samaria on the way and it's prophetic in this sense it's prophetic because he leaves the Jews he turns his 
goes back to the Jews. He breaks the line with the Jews and he turns his attention towards the Gentiles this morning. Can I say this? That Jesus went to that well and he turned his attention away from the Jews but he set his eyes on a bride. He set his eyes on the Gentile. Do you know this this morning? That Jacob found his wife at a well. Moses found his wife at a well. And thank God for this, we see Jesus uh, turning his attention uh, to a Gentile bride at a well this morning. Amen. It is prophetic this morning. Jesus leaves the Jew and he goes to the Gentile. And I want to look at this well as a picture of the gift of the grace of God this morning. Number one, we see this well, this me- the message of the well. It is a gift this morning. If you look with me about this well, the Bible says that Jacob bought this well. He obtained this portion of land and he gave it to his son Jacob. In the message of the well, I find that it is a gift this morning. Can I tell you this this morning? That the grace of God is a gift to humankind this morning. You and I could not save ourselves. We couldn't pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. And in the predetermined counsel of God, God set forth a plan so that you and I could be saved this morning. Amen. Jacob gave that well to his son. It was a gift this morning. That is the message of the well this morning. But then I find this. I find the means of the well. It cost Jacob something to give it to his son. Uh, Can I tell you this? That it cost the father a whole lot this morning. It cost the darling son of God a whole lot this morning uh, for you and I to be saved, uh, to come to the saving knowledge uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, You say what it cost the Lord this morning. Isaiah 53 said this, uh, that he was wounded for our transgressions. Uh, He was bruised for our iniquity. Uh, The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And thank God with his stripes we're healed. He took that cross and he carried it all the way up Calvary's mountain. They'd already wounded him. They've already beaten him. They've already spit upon him. They've already hit him in the face. They mocked him. They ridiculed him. They stripped all his clothes off of him. They embarrassed him in front of everybody and he hung suspended between heaven and earth and he gave himself for you this morning. Amen. It costs God a whole lot for you and I to be saved this morning. That's the message of the well. But then we find the means of the well. But then I see the motive of the well. Why in the world did Jacob give Joseph the portion, portion of land? Why did he give him this spot where this well was? It was because he loved his son this morning. It was because Jacob loved Joseph. You say, preacher, why in the world uh, did God send his only begotten son uh, to die for you and I this morning? Why did he do that? Why did he put Jesus uh, through the punishment and the shame and the agony of Calvary? Uh, Why did he do that this morning? Why did he let the dregs of the judgment of God uh, be poured out on his darling son? Uh, uh, Why did he allow him uh, uh, to drink the bitter cup of sin? Uh, It's because he loved you and I this morning, amen. 
If you're here this morning, you've never been saved, I want you to know something. If you don't know anything else from this message this morning, if you don't leave here with anything else this morning, if you're lost without God, you'll die and you'll go to a devil's hell. You'll die in the condemnation of your sin, your life right now because you believe not on the only begotten Son of God. You're under the condemnation and the judgment of a holy God. But the fact of the matter is, is that sin that weighs you down, those burdens that weigh you down, they were placed on Jesus at Calvary and you don't have to carry those burdens. You don't have to carry that heartache. I'm telling you, you can trade your rags for his riches this morning. Hey, God gave his all on the cross of Calvary because he loved you this morning, amen. Not only do we see a well, it's prophetic this morning, but then I find God's plan involves water. And there's a picture in this water this morning. But you to look with me in verse number 14 this morning. John chapter number four and verse number 14, the Bible says, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. You're here and you're lost this morning. You say, what's so good about salvation? Why should I desire what you have this morning? Why should I desire what this crowd has around me this morning? I'm satisfied with my sin this morning. I'm satisfied with my dope. I'm satisfied with my shacking up. I'm satisfied with my fornication. I'm satisfied with my adultery. I'm satisfied with my booze. I'm satisfied with my smoking and my honky tonks and my clubs and the dives of this world. Hey, you may be satisfied Uh, just for a temporary moment Uh, but just like this woman you have to go back uh, time and time and time again and you're never satisfied this morning the thing about this water this morning is that it satisfies a man look with me in verse number 14 the Bible says but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst hey the reason that you keep going back to your sin and the reason you love it so much is there's a void in your heart there's a space in your heart and the only thing that will fill that void the only thing that will complete you is the Lord Jesus Christ this morning, amen. That water satisfies a man this morning, amen. Satisfied in Jesus this morning. Are you? Are you satisfied in Christ this morning? Well, some of us come in here and we say we're satisfied. We say we've been saved. But listen, you can say it all day long. But if there's no real peace in your heart, if you know this morning that you've never been made whole and there is no fruit and there is no joy, then the devil has sold you a false bill of goods. Hey, maybe you made a profession one day and somebody led you in a prayer, one, two, three, repeat after me, and you got up and nothing was the same and the only thing you're holding on to this morning is, well, I said that prayer. I did what that preacher told me to do. But neighbor, I'm telling you, if you You've never done what God wants you to do and you don't do it God's way and you don't get saved by the grace of God, then you'll never have peace and you'll never have joy this morning. It satisfies a man this morning. But then I notice this, it not only satisfies a man, but this water stirs a man this morning. Look with me there again in verse number 14, the second part. He said, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him 
a well of water springing up this morning. You know what was happening? Hey, you're here and you're far into the things of God and everybody was hooping and hollering, running around like a Comanche Indian this morning, amen. And Brother Jack went ran wild this morning and you're wondering what in the world are they so excited about? What in the world is going on this morning? I'll tell you what was going on. Hey, the well got stirred this morning. The water began to bubble up and the well that was on the inside started coming out on the outside and I'm glad this morning, thank God, that the well is stirred within us, amen, and it'll come out for others to say, listen, we ought to let the well get stirred up every now and again. Listen, you ain't got to run the aisles. You ain't got to shout. You, ain't, you, you can do whatever you want to as long as it's Bible-mandated worship this morning. You can cry. You can shout. You can laugh. You can put your hands up. Hey, but whatever you do, do it for the honor and the glory of God this morning. Amen. Well, I'm glad that the well will get stirred up every now and again. This, well, this water, it not only satisfies a man, it stirs a man, but then I notice this, it secures a man. It secures a man this morning. Look at the last part. Just the last two words of verse number 14. Everlasting life. Amen. I'm glad that when you get the goods this morning, when you get the real thing, thank God you're sealed, you're saved, and you're satisfied, and there ain't nothing the devil can do about it. There ain't nothing the world can do about it. Thank God for the eternal security of the believer this morning. I'll say it satisfies a man. It stirs a man. And it secures a man. Not only do I see uh, the well this morning, but then I see the water. The well is prophetic. The water, it's a picture. It's a picture of our salvation this morning. But then I notice this in God's plan. I see the woman this morning. This is where I just want to preach for just a moment. I see the woman at this well. Look with me in verse number 10. The meeting with this woman, it's personal this morning. We've talked about the well being prophetic. We've talked about the water being a picture and all that's good and that's fine and that's well. But it's never real to you until it gets personal this morning. Amen. Look with me in verse number 10. The Bible says this, Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. This meeting between Jesus and this woman is personal this morning. And he talks about it here. Look with me there in verse number 10. Look what he said. He said, Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God... There is a gift to this woman this morning and it is everlasting life. Just as we talked about as God God has formulated a plan that God has set into into work of the redemptive work of mankind, God has made salvation available and it is a gift this morning. Listen, you can't work for your salvation. You can't labor for your salvation. You can't tithe for your salvation. You can be baptized over and over and over again. And all that happened this morning is you got wet. But I'm telling you, when God offers his free gift and you receive it, thank God a transaction will take place and you'll get born again by the grace of God. Amen. You'll get born again. It's the gift to this woman. How was that gift received? Jesus said this, If thou knewest the gift of God, who it is that saith to thee, give me the drink. She said, Thou wouldest have asked of him. What do you do to be saved this morning? You just receive it. 
You ask for it this morning. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You say, how do I do that this morning, preacher? It's repentance towards God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's conviction of the Spirit and repentance and faith this morning. That's easy. It's a gift to the woman. But then I see this, the giver to the woman. The Bible says this, Thou would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Who was it this morning? It was the person involved. It was the giver this morning. It was the Lord Jesus Christ. Who is it that gives salvation? Who is it that provides the joy and the peace and the comfort that we've talked about this morning? It's the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Acts 4 and 12 says this, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Can I tell you, your philosophy can't save you your good works won't save you God help us Allah won't save you Buddha won't save you they're all dead and still in the grave but thank God I know one who's alive forevermore at the right hand of God and he ever liveth making intercession for us and he's here to give something this morning amen he wants to give you eternal life today But then I notice this, not only the gift of the woman, I see the giver to the woman, but then I see the guarantee to the woman. Jesus said this. He said, you drink this water. He said, you shall never thirst. You'll never thirst. You'll never thirst. And boy, I tell you this, you'll never, 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 never thirst again. I want to say this this morning. Listen to me. If you're saved, you can still get thirsty. You can still crave a drink. And boy, that's exactly what we ought to do if we're saved by the grace of God this morning. We ought to go back to the well. Boy, we ought to recount the salvation uh, that God has given us. We ought to recount of the experience in our life. And I'm not talking about going back and, and hashing everything out. Oh, but you ought to take a trip down memory lane and think about where you were and where you come from and where you was headed when Jesus passed by your way and Jesus showed up in your life and Jesus made a difference in your life. That is the guarantee. You shall never thirst but you can still go back to the well for a drink every now and again. Hey, if you're, if you're lost this morning, you're thirsty, you're hungry for something, and you may not even know what it is this morning, I'll tell you what it is. You're in your sin. You're under the condemnation that we talked about. Hey, but God loves you. God desires to save you. It's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance this morning. Amen. God has a well-thought-out plan for your life this morning. God has a well thought out plan for your salvation this morning. And if you die without Christ, it won't be because God didn't make every last effort to save you. If you die without Christ, it won't be because this preacher and these saints of God here did not testify to you of the goodness of God this morning. I wonder this, while we all stand together, heads are bowed and eyes are closed, while the musicians come this morning, I wonder this this morning. You're here and you've never been saved. You've never passed from death unto life. That peace and that joy and that completeness that we talked about this morning, that's foreign to you. But I tell you what, you desire that this morning. You long for that this morning. 
Maybe you're here, you hadn't grown up in church. Maybe this is the first time you've stepped in the house of God in a long time this morning. But I want you to know this, Jesus Christ paid your sin debt this morning. And He loves you and He gave Himself for you. Maybe you're here this morning, you say, Preacher, I'm a church member. I'm religious this morning. But I really can't recall a time or a place where God saved me. Hey, why don't you come and do business with God? Junk your pride, junk your religion this morning and get down to business with God and get the real thing this morning. Amen. I want to show you something this morning. Jesus had an encounter with this woman and she was not religious. She lived an immoral life. But in the chapter before, Jesus talked to Nicodemus. You know who Nicodemus was? Nicodemus was the very, very best that religion could produce. And Jesus looked him right in his God-given eyeballs and said, you must be born again. It doesn't matter if your daddy's a preacher. It doesn't matter if you've been in this church your whole life. You must be born again. Amen. Why don't you come and get the drink you need? Brother Gravely's coming. My, my Lord, this morning.